Merry Christmas, Shannon, my elderly neighbor shouted as I backed my truck into the street. Wearing a green and red striped housecoat and a red wool hat with reindeer antlers, she stood in her yard, watering her colorful flower beds. We were two weeks into December, and Mrs. Higgins' front yard was festooned with rows of dancing candy canes and shimmery, swirling snowflakes. A glow-in-the-dark, six-foot-tall blow-up Santa Claus was surrounded by eight large plastic reindeer. On her wide front porch was a life-sized animatronic Snow White and her seven dwarves frolicking around a twinkling Christmas tree. Overnight, bright holiday lights had been strung up and down across her roof and around each window and the front door. I suspected her sons-in-law had worked all night, and I was touched by their kindness, knowing how much their mother-in-law loved the holiday. I also knew from experience that these lights would remain lit 24 hours a day into the new year. For the next few weeks, astronauts traveling in space would wonder and worry about a strange, radiant glow emanating from Northern California. But we locals knew it was only Mrs. Higgins's holiday lights. The woman knew how to do Christmas right, and at the same time made all her neighbors, including me, look like Ebenezer in comparison. My lights were always the last in the neighborhood to go up, and while I had many treasured ornaments from childhood, my collection of decorations were, comparatively speaking, sadly lacking. Still, I love Christmas, and any day now I would spring into full holiday mode, but I wasn't quite feeling the spirit yet. Nevertheless, I smiled and rolled down my window. Good morning, Mrs. Higgins. You're out early this morning. These roses aren't going to water themselves, little missy. She had a point. You have a good day, I said, and she gave me an absent wave as I raised the window and drove off down the street. Mrs. Higgins grew dottier every year, but she was still a good neighbor despite her tendency toward garish holiday overkill. Honestly, I enjoyed Christmas as much as anyone and always looked forward to buying a tree and decorating my house for the season. But was it too much to ask for a few weeks of quiet calm after struggling through the frenzied overindulgence of Thanksgiving celebrations? Did we have to gear up for the next round of hectic merriment so soon? Oh, lighten up, I muttered. I was already sick of my grouchy, anti-holiday attitude, and it was barely eight in the morning. The truth was, I hadn't slept well the night before, and now I was late for work. It didn't help that my personal life was in shambles, but that was something I refused to dwell on. But if this cranky mood went unchecked, I was likely to turn into what my crew would call the boss from, well, you know where. In other words, a really bad boss. And that just wasn't me. With that thought in mind, I drove to my favorite coffee bar and bought the latte that would magically transform me into a reasonable human being. By the time I arrived at the job site 10 minutes later, I was surprised to hear myself humming along to a Christmas carol on the radio. Thanks to James Taylor's magically mellow version of Deck the Halls and the wonders of caffeine and steamed milk, I was feeling better. It was like a mini Christmas miracle, I thought, as I pulled into the long driveway and parked my truck by the side of the six-car garage behind the old Forester mansion. Made it, I said aloud, and breathed a sigh of relief. My humor was still somewhat intact, and I was ready to get started. I slid down from the cab, zipped up my quilted vest, reached for my knit cap and my latte, and locked the door. I walked to the back of the truck and paused for a moment to gaze up at Forrester House, 
officially the biggest Victorian home in Lighthouse Cove. That was saying a lot, because our town was known for its truly grand Victorian mansions. But this one was enormous. I felt a shiver skip down my arms, not from the cold, although it was close to freezing, but from gleeful anticipation. This job promised to be one of the most challenging I'd ever faced, but also one of the most fun. Either way, I was ready for it.